it's coach tori and this is raising runners we talk running fitness mental health and so many more topics as the founder of a youth running program i approach all of our conversations with our youth athletes in mind and kind of have a focus around those things but as you will see we are finding that all of these topics relate to runners and people who like to move and do fitness or anything like that um, relates to everybody check it out In today's episode, we have our only three-time returning guest so far, Talita, or Coach T. Um, First of all, I apologize. I am still recovering from a cold. I was trying to wait to record this until I didn't sound sick, but um, time ran out on me. So here we are. But today we're talking about goals, goal setting, um, kind of really just she breaks down so well how to do this, how to start structuring this, um, the importance of the different steps to doing this. And then we also talk about recovering from goals when things don't really go your way. Because I think, um, at least for me personally, that is a really hard thing. Um, when you set a goal and you work towards it, how to kind of pivot or um, restructure things. But also she talks about... Um, kind of if the way you're planning and if you're working towards all these things, um, how that doesn't always have to be an option, right? Like you're set up so well for success for your goals because you've worked so many different steps to get there. Um, so a really great episode talking about goals, um, and check back, um, on her other episodes because we have talked about goals pretty much every time, um, because she is a high performance coach uh, and that is really what she's working with people on is, helping them achieve goals they never even thought that they had. So check it out. But okay. All right. Well, we can just get right into it, I guess, because of course we can just chit chat, catch up and then get to goals. But <laughs> right. our only ever, was it three time returning guest coach T is here. I'm so excited. How are you? I am excited too. Um, I'm doing well. Uh, I was thinking too. I was like, yes, the double double coach T uh, is back in action. <laughs> yeah, I wish. <laughs> oh man. Um, no, it's actually funny. We were at the zoo today, and I ran in randomly. It's like 40 minutes from our house. I ran into one of the kids that I coach, and she was like, "Coach Tori, Coach Tori," and I'm like. Oh, even that song's cool. Like, <laughs> hi, <laughs> how are you? I guess that's me. <laughs> yes. Oh, definitely. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, so, I mean, we haven't really chatted too much. I feel like um, really all we've talked about a little bit was actually goals anyway, right? Like you were like, ah, oh, you know, I've got a lot. I've got this going on. I'm like, oh my gosh, me too. So much going on. Not really sure where my head's at. Um, and so, yeah, I guess you know, before I just get into like, tell us all about goals. Like, what have you been up to? Cause last time I feel like we talked, you kind of filled us in a little bit on like training and stuff like that. So, you know, what's going on? Right. Let me see. Well, well, yes. Training wise. Um, Oh, I don't remember the last time I feel like, yes, I had mentioned to you, there was mm, this rough patch, I think. And I, let's see, at the end of the, toward the end of 2022, um, I was, had gone home um, to North Carolina on the East Coast to visit my mother for two weeks. And it turned into a six week trip because while I was there, I didn't, it, it, it all came just flooding. <laughs> it all came out. Like, I just didn't realize, I mean, you know, when, you're having trouble with something or you're no, I'm working really hard on this thing and it's not going my way. But what I didn't know is just how deeply it was really affecting me. And while I was at home with my mom, you know, you're in that place of uh, familiarity and around like uh, hometown friends and it just felt so comfortable, which made it just come out. Like, (laughs) you know, whether coming out, meaning whether that's crying, whether that's just talk, 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 and connecting and not wanting to stop connecting with the people there and, uh, or not wanting to get out of your childhood bed for like the whole day or whatever. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, so that happened and I was like, oof, I, I really don't, 
at right now, I don't think I want to or can go back to Los Angeles at the moment. Just I just need a couple more weeks. I just need, you know, I just I didn't feel like I could be in my regular day-to-day just yet after the two weeks. So I extended my trip and felt so much better uh, afterwards um, and got back, you know, got back some spark essentially. And really thinking about, okay, what what is it that you really are attempting to do? Whether that's with um, me as an athlete and me as a coach, um, as well as uh, long story short, my artistic self came rushing back. That's that's been coming back over the last few years. Um, but I I'm a, I'm an artist as well. I'm a performing artist as well. Um, so all of these things have been rushing back and just needing to sit down like and decide are these things really meaningful to you like are you passionate about them or are they or are you just being what's the word stubborn like no i'm gonna make this happen i'm gonna make it happen or do i really have uh, still a deep connection with these things and the answer that i came i have a deep connection with coaching with uh, uh, an at being an athlete and with being a performer. So my goal has been to find a way to either fuse them all together, like, or really evaluate what does harmony look like with all of them. I'm not so much into it when people, I get what people mean when they're they're talking about balance, but it is an actual balance that we're creating. You want to create harmony um, with the things that you do or with the different aspects of your life. To me, balance means like if you're on a scale, like it's literally they're equal and it's not our, in our lives, all things, all aspects of our lives won't be equal, but you can find the harmony with, with them. So that's where I'm at this year. Um, and I do feel better. And, and the, the amount of energy I put towards each of those things are are coming to that harmonious place. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I need to go to North Carolina for six weeks too. Then <laughs> figure yeah, it out. It's not not my hometown, but I'll go there anyway. <laughs> right. Um, wow. I, I mean, and I'm not really huge into social media, and I don't follow people too much. But I feel like your social media has kind of shown that you had like a you're putting out lots of different stuff. I feel like, and you can see like different aspects of you in that. Mm. And like, I feel like you also can see that you're like really trying to connect with your audience. And maybe you've always been that way because you seem like you're super personable, but um, no, I feel like after, maybe after just like we checked in one or a few times, like in the new year, I was like, you can really see that like you're doing a lot of different stuff and like sharing a lot of different things that aren't just like your fitnessy stuff. You know what I mean? Mm. Yes. Oh, well that, thank you. I'm glad to hear that. That, that means yes, it is um, because, and part of that is getting out of which I think we all have that thing um, from time to time, especially when you're starting something new, we're looking at those who have done it and like, okay, what's the right thing to do? Oh, I'm supposed to be doing this. So when it came to my business and as coaching, I mean, I've been coaching for what, 19, 20 years now, but having my own business, actual coaching business, that's only been for three-ish years. So in the beginning or four years, um, I was, I, my brain and my experience is not business oriented. So I was like looking at these things, oh, I'm supposed to do this. It it has to do with business. So I'm supposed to be like this and it has to look like this. And then realizing, no, 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 that's not actually. Yes, there are certain concepts, sure, I need to learn about business, but how I show up (laughs) uh, to the world is still me as Salida. And there are different aspects of me, Salida. And that's what I just leaned into and stopped being so, I don't know, um, I don't even know the word, like structured or not even structured because I like structure. What's the word? Like technical, technical as it relates to business and like this. No, here are all, here's all of me. And if people enjoy me, they'll follow. If they don't, then they won't. That's fine. (laughs) Yeah. No, I think that's, so thank that's you. I awesome. appreciate that, uh, that that you've noticed that you noticed the difference. <laughs> and I was like, uh, does it sound stalkery that I'm commenting on your social media? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Not at all. No. <laughs> uh, 
All right. So we are talking about goals because I mean, everybody has goals, I think at some point, whether they know it or not. And of course, when I was thinking I wanted to talk about goals, I immediately thought about you because that's kind of what we've been talking about back and forth for the past, like however long I feel like it kind of just is what comes up in the conversation is like, Hey, it's been like six weeks. I forgot to respond, but yes, (laughs) this is what I've been up to because I'm busy and I'm trying to focus. So, um, yeah, I guess just, I don't even know where to start with that, but like, I mean, we're supposed to set goals, right? It's hard to achieve something without setting mm. a goal, right? Right, exactly. That's actually one of my, um, uh, what do you want to call it? It's like a belief bucket or a, um, I don't even know if it's a mantra, but something that is just, I say often, you won't accomplish a goal unless you know what it is. Like you have to, <laughs> you have to think it, know it and say it you know, write it down, know exactly what you're, what it is that you want. Um, and that obviously then it's easier to then make the plan and work towards it. <laughs> but if you, if, uh, well, a hundred percent, you're not a high achiever because for those of you listening, if you don't remember me, or if you're, if you're, if you're new to the podcast, I work with purpose-driven high achievers. So if you're okay with the status quo, then this conversation is not for you. Status quo, and, and there's nothing wrong with that, but you have, it's, it's about intentionality and knowing what who you are, what you are. Um, and if you are a high achiever and you aren't setting goals, then no, you're not a high achiever. Like it's, it's in the word achieving. You want to achieve something. So you're, you're setting goals uh, in order to live how you want to live, accomplish something you want to accomplish, to feel how you want to feel, but you're you're efforting towards something. So yes, it is important. I feel 100% important to set actual goals. <laughs> and those who I've heard many people say that that's very limiting um, when you set a goal and it doesn't allow you to be uh, and go with the flow and all of those. No incorrect. (laughs) The more intentional you are, the more I also when you set, and we can go into this, or I know we're going into this in a second, as far as setting a plan and tracking and all that, then but especially when you have a plan, the more you're able actually to go with the flow, because you know, the intention behind the actions that you take. Setting a goal, then setting the plan and then, you know, putting, implementing certain actions and habits does not mean you can only implement this habit. You can only implement this action. No, it's about the underlying theme and the overall energy of the goal that sets your behaviors and actions and habits. And then if something goes off track, because you have a plan, you're easy, you can more easily go with the flow to get to course correct and get back on track. But that's it. That's in general. I know I went here and there and here and there, but (laughs) yeah, I feel like we're going to get to all of those things too, like maybe a little more in depth too. Um, but I guess to start, so it sounds like a dumb question, but I also feel like it can be like a super elaborate answer is like, how are we supposed to set goals? Cause like me thinking about goals, you know, as just like an everyday person, you're kind of just like, I want to run a marathon, but then I'm like, oh, in school, we learn about smart goals and like, you know, the whatever specific and measured and, you know, all that. But then it's like, that can also be almost intimidating or just hard to do. And then mm-hmm. I used to work in, you know, all kinds of data and stuff. So like you did have to have specific goals and all kinds of things. So I'm like, you know, you go all over the place with like how to set goals. So like, how do we yes. set goals? Yes. <laughs> how are we supposed I- to do it? Yes, I like to, well, first, actually, let's get super duper clear on what a goal is. Um, and why I say that, because this other word has been floating around in my head while we were talking, that I hear people talk about a lot about their dreams and their dreams in life. And, oh, I haven't reached my dreams and I'm, you know, failing at my dream or whatever, however, however they're talking about it, but they're using the word dream. So some people actually like to say a dream is not actually a goal. A goal is a dream with a deadline. Some people say, okay, so that makes it way more, oh, 
instead of someday I'd like to with a deadline, you're like, oh no, in five years, I would like to blah, 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 blah. Right. So that's a little better. But further than that, it's thinking about mm, a target. That's the word I was looking for. A target or an objective um, that you envision or a result of the future that you envision that you are efforting towards, that you actually take action um, that one endeavors to. And to me, it actually, it has to be meaningful as well. Um, which sure, that might be where the dream part comes in, but you will not take action on a goal if it isn't meaningful to you. So sure, a goal might be, or, or I should say you won't take continued action. Because um, yeah, you can definitely take initial action. But if it doesn't mean anything to you, it's going to become so arduous and laborious that it just won't, you won't continue with it. Um, I also think that a goal should be, is equal parts exciting and scary. Um, otherwise, it's just an item on your to-do list. There is a big difference between my goal and, oh, I'm going to do this today. I have to go grocery shopping or I have to, <laughs> these are crude examples, but grocery shopping or doing laundry. I don't think there's that much meaning, like deep meaning to it. That is an objective for the day to check that off, but there's nothing necessarily exciting about it, nothing scary about it. So there's nothing visceral that you feel in you when you get those things done, check them off. Uh, running a marathon or going to the Olympics, uh, that's, that's just not on your list to check. <laughs> like there's actual um, oomph and meaning and why and effort behind it. Um, so yeah, that's, we'll start there as getting clear on a goal. That's what a goal is, a desired yes. result uh, that you envision for the future um, that you are endeavoring to, or, you know, putting forth effort uh, toward. Yeah. So then how do we set that? I like to, with a lot of the um, uh, clients that I work with, have them without overthinking it, because that's another way that you'll know that it it really means something to you and it's visceral, giving a time limit on um, just jotting down like a brain dump of everything you want. You could you could think about it in, okay, this year, or you could just think in general, depends on, you know, how deep you want to go in that particular session. But basically a brain dump of what do I want really in my life? That could be tangible things like I want a Mercedes Benz, or it could be ideas like I want world peace, like going from extreme to one extreme, extreme to another. But it could be, we're, we're talking about um, performance here. So yes, you want to be, feel good in your body. You want to be strong. You want to, to run a marathon. You want to do an Ironman. You want to feel, uh, you want to be more flexible, let's say, like just brain dump, brain dump everything you want to without thinking about the structure of the goal. So like you said, we've all learned those smart, that smart structure to, to creating a goal without thinking of it like that, just brain dump everything you know you want. Then, and typically I'll do like a three to five minute time limit with clients on that. Then look back at that list scan over it, read it out loud. And the things that kind of pay attention to your body, the things that kind of jump out at you might indicate those things that you really want to focus on now, or that really mean something to you, like on a deeper level. So you circle or highlight those things. So that's going to narrow the list down. And then when you actually take the time to write down, what is this goal of mine, whether it's for this next year, or the next five years, you won't know, I think, I, I wouldn't put a time to it until we see what's all involved. So that, that comes later. So just put it down, what is it that you want? So let's go with your example of running a marathon. Yes, let's get specific. Let's run the New York Marathon. Um, if you're a person who 
has never ever run a marathon before, if you're a person who's never run 5K before, the next step would be, why do I want to do this <laughs> in the first place? And I've asked uh, many, all, actually not many, all of the clients who I've worked, who I've trained for uh, endurance races, for marathons, I will ask them why. And nine times out of 10, they'll look at me like, what do you, what do you mean? Why? Why? Why wouldn't I? Uh, not everybody wants to run a marathon. So that's a great question. <laughs> like, <laughs> because do you know the amount of work and the amount of um, the demand on the body, the demand on the brain, the de all the demands of running a marathon? Do you know what that is? So it, I think it's a great question. Why do you want to do this? So that's the next step. Um, and that will indicate way more about the meaning to you then like for some people it might just be a bucket list item great but for others who i who i've worked with it has so many so much uh more implications to things about their past most often than most of the people i've worked with it it's about a deep sense of accomplishment and i'm thinking of one client in particular who i worked with last year um she really wanted a deeper sense of accomplishment, but from a, which is how I use a lot of my running, run training. I use it as a metaphor to literally cross the finish line. She needed, she wanted to know how that felt to literally cross the finish line from something she's been working on for three months, four months. This was a half marathon that she was uh, training for. And what that does to a person when they literally cross that finish line, they're a different person after. So for her, it was way deeper meaning than simply bucket list item. Oh, it's a hard thing. Everyone does it at some point in their life, or it's a challenging thing. I want to check it off my list. And it's important to know that why, because as your coach, that helps me understand how to push you along the way. Um, it, it, gives me insight to what motivates you um, along the way. And so the training will look different based on what your uh, why is. The training will also look different. Now we're getting more specific. Is there a time in the goal? Like what is the goal to running the marathon? Do you want to cross the finish line without stopping? Like I had a client who wanted to run the whole race without walking. That was her goal. She didn't matter, didn't matter how slow it was, didn't matter time. She just did not want to walk. That's her goal. Whereas someone else has a very specific time goal, you know, three hours and 13 minutes. That's what I want, you know. <laughs> so that's important to know as well. What is the specific goal of running the marathon? And then why do you want to do it? So those two things help me. And even if you don't have a coach, Yes, it helps me as the coach, but even if you don't or aren't working with a coach, it helps you get very clear on what your process might be like then. Because there's no need to push yourself and do time trials and mile, you know, mile time trials if, if time isn't your goal. <laughs> um, that's just an example. Okay, <laughs> stop yeah. there for a second. <laughs> now, because you work with like, you kind of mentioned like a very specific mindset of people, right? Um, so this may not totally apply to people you work with, but do you, like, I feel like sometimes like the why question of why you're doing something can actually be hard to answer. And maybe that's just like a me personality. I'm like, yeah, I wanted to do this. Why did I want to do that again? You know, my brain just can be like, whatever. But do you find people have a hard time, like nailing down the why, like they know this is something they wanted to do. It's something they thought about, or is it more like, especially people you work with are like, oh, I have a real reason why I want to do that. Oh no, there's some, I would, I would say equal. I, I've worked with many who know right away, but definitely many who don't, who it is hard for them to, to pinpoint why. I would say part of that is because sometimes people just, um, people aren't really thinking about things on a deeper level. So it mm -hmm. just comes to them. They know they want to do something and they do it. And then when asked like the deeper questions, they're like, oh wait, I, like they, they really have to sit and take the time. So yeah, there's definitely some of that I've come across it being hard. And then when they get to the answer, so this, there's this um, exercise, uh, who created it? Uh, well, I first learned it. It was from the Toyota Corporation. That's how I learned. 
um, something they do with their employees is, I don't know if they still, I'm a, I guess they still do, but it's something that was created some time ago. Um, and asking, they created what's called the five whys. And it was really to, again, create deeper meaning for just the day-to-day -day operations that an employee is doing so that they have more connection to what it is they're doing. So you ask someone, why do you wanna run a marathon? Whatever the first answer is, okay, great. Why that answer, why is that important? Then whatever that answer is, okay, so why is that important to you? And you do that five times and typically by that fifth answer, you've gotten down really to the deep nitty gritty of why someone wants to run the marathon. And I have found it many people surprised, the ones who didn't know or, or had a hard time just answering why, when they got down to the, like the fifth why, they surprised themselves. And then when they said it, oh, I wanna run a marathon because, and then you, the because is that fifth answer. Oh, it creates so much. <laughs> emotion that they were not expecting like oh wow what you know it's <laughs> um for some I, I remember a client it was about her self-worth because she never when she was younger she never um her family let's see she's a she has two brothers or three brothers but she's one of one um girl amongst I think it was four of them total so three brothers and she, they never related to her as a person who could do hard things, especially hard physical things. So how they related to her all growing up, that's how she saw herself. And so she never felt like she was an athlete or could do anything athletic. And she wasn't in, really in her body um, until I think it was after college, she met a friend um, who was training for a marathon and was like, oh, that seems, that sounded intriguing. And so she trained with him and did it. It was either half or a full, but, and that was the first time she didn't realize the first why for her was because the friend was a guy. So this was the guy she was interested in. So that was her first why, but the more she dug deep and then the more she was training for it, she realized it was because of that back then that how she related her to herself was that she couldn't do hard things. And this would prove, wait, yes, I can. And she did. <laughs> uh, so that's, it just has, for me, running, not just running, but physical performance, strength and doing hard things and accomplishing hard things just has so much hard physical things, has so much crossover into every area of, of our lives, um, which is one of the reasons I find this meaningful work. <laughs> um, but for the person doing it, that's why I think tapping into that why is so, so important. Yeah. No, I really like that because I actually was just thinking, I'm like, I also have on my bucket list of like run a marathon and I'm like, why do I want to do that now? And then even as you're explaining, I'm like, okay, my brain's starting to like, because it's something to do. Why? You know, and it's like, oh yeah, there's definitely more there. So that is, I like that because sometimes I'm like, yeah, I struggle with like knowing why I want to do something. Right. Yes. Yeah. And it might not be perfect. Like that's also what I want to make clear, even knowing what you want. Yes. I know there are people in life who don't know exactly what they want. That's, it's not about knowing exactly what you want in life, but if there's, if there's something that keeps coming up for you, like, Ooh, I think I want to do that. Or I want to like, okay, go there and explore. What is it that that is connected to that you want in your life that you might not, that you're not, that you don't have right now or that you have never had maybe. Um, and just to see, just to explore what that is. And then the why behind it, same thing might not be come to some perfect, deep, profound answer, but it's an answer you probably weren't, um, expecting other than, oh, just cause my friends are doing it. It's probably more, a little more than that. You know? <laughs> right. Right. Okay. So kind of feeding off of that and like how we're setting goals, but this is probably part of like setting goals too, is like, okay, so things that we want to do, we're putting some kind of time limit on there. Um, now the idea of like aggressive versus, and I didn't have like a good word for like easy attainable goals, but like, you know, those two kinds of ends of the spectrum. Cause I know people talk about aggressive goals, especially with like the growth mindset idea of like, you know, you 
you never know what you're gonna be able to achieve unless you think that there's like this, there's no limits, right? But then there's also, I know, thought behind like you build that momentum when you have those easy goals and it's like, wow, I did this thing. Wow, I can do things. Yes. So what is kind of the thought, I guess, behind like those two things? Can they work together? How are we incorporating both of those ideas, I guess? Yes, they can absolutely work together. Um, let's see. Well, I'll go with the setting easy or or what you perceive to for sure be attainable. Mm -hmm. goals is really to, and, and I like to do that even when someone has set, um, a really ambitious or aggressive goal. Okay. That's going to be in the future. So now let's go backwards. What smaller, um, goals or milestones must we hit to get to that goal? But even before the milestones, what smaller objectives can we go after? just to train the mind and the body to win. What are easy wins that we can get ourselves to train your mind and your body to be in that winning mode? And to, like you said, build momentum. Um, so, and for some people, this is really, really difficult. For, for um, overachievers, this is really difficult to set, to set small, you know, easy goals, but it's, I just think it's essential to build. That's that's what building a habit is. So we're building this habit of of winning, right? So if you know, hands down, it's easy for me to walk. I don't know an hour, five days a week. Great. So at the end of a week, that means you know a hundred percent that you will be able to check off five out of five days that you walked for an hour. Great. We're going to do, and then if not, because this is surprises people too, wait, why didn't I do that? That was so easy. It was so rudimentary. Why? But I have this goal of running a marathon and I didn't even do five days of walking an hour. How am I going to run this marathon? But it just, it um, gives you insight to your own behaviors. It's not that you physically couldn't do the five days of walking for an hour. It was your mindset around doing it because you thought it was so rudimentary and you thought it was so easy that you didn't give it a second thought. You thought it was just gonna be, but there's still effort that has to take place in the beginning when you're setting habits. There's effort before it becomes automatic. <laughs> so anyway, that just shows you, oh, okay. I have to quote unquote, take it ser more seriously and actually focus on the task at hand. Um, so, okay. So now let's say that you've, you've gotten a week down hundred percent compliance with the thing. Great. Now we can go after a slightly bigger, um, goal or slight, or a slightly bigger task even because there's tasks that you do towards the big goal. Um, but going back to the example of a person who's never run the 5k, but they do want to run a marathon the smaller goal will be the 5k. So that's what we have to focus on first. And then those tasks that get you there, then you can check that one off and you will feel more confident about, okay, we can go a little bigger. Maybe the next now is 10k. Then we check off the tasks or um, milestones within that from the 5k to the 10k and get that solid. Um, and when I say solid, and I heard myself earlier say 100% compliance, not even have to be a hundred percent, but if it's um, 80, we want to use that um, 80 kind of 80, 20 rule, 80 percent compliant, then you know that, okay, this is building momentum um, and I'm doing what I need to do. Um, so that's the the mindset behind setting easy goals first to teach to train your mind and your body how to win. Um, I like, if you've ever heard of the quote by Aristotle, um, we are what we habitually do or what we repeatedly do. Excellence, therefore, is not an act, but a habit. So excellence, high performance, high achievement, whatever you want to call it, isn't just one big grand act that you do. It is constant habitual behavior.
Um, and that's what training yourself for those small wins or easy wins. That's what we're doing first. We are training yourself for excellence. You're training yourself to for um, habitual high performance, uh, successful high performance. Um, so then now you've gotten a few of those easy wins. Great. You're building your the momentum. You're building your confidence more uh, importantly. Now you can go after the ambitious, aggressive goal. And calling it ambitious and calling it aggressive simply is, like you said, it, it taps into that growth mindset, but it's nudging you or pushing you towards something you might not have ever thought you could do, but imagine if you did do, what would that mean for your life? What would that mean for you as a person? If you actually did that thing, you would relate to yourself very differently if you did this big thing that you didn't think you could do. And there's so much value, I think, in, in setting ambitious goals like that. Um, and then learning along the way towards it. You're going to learn so much about yourself in the process, actually, probably more so than you do at the end when you do it. You're learning about yourself in the process. That's the other thing about goal setting that I like. It is more about the growth that happens along the way. <laughs> well, and that kind of leads me into like my next thought or question is um, failure. And I hate to just say failure because like it doesn't actually have to be thought of that way, but like those, those missteps, right? So if I have that goal of, I want that 313 marathon, right? I ran 322 today. So I did not meet that goal. What is, is there like a, a process that you think makes the most sense of like moving forward, moving on? Um, you know, where do you go from there? And so just being like, well, that was my goal and I sucked. So <laughs> um, that's a great, uh, this, this topic, actually, the, this failure part um, could be a whole episode. <laughs> Oh, okay, maybe we have to but, schedule another time in a couple of weeks. Oh, no, no. <laughs> well, no, no, I was saying that to say it's it's really important topic and yeah. to make sure for myself not to uh, go on a tangent. So I'll stay, <laughs> stay focused. Um, hmm. So another thing I often teach is, and it sounds, it sounds contrary actually to the growth mindset, but I just think it is, um, a myth that is perpetuated too often in the high performance world or in high achievement or high achievers, um, that failure is not an option, that whole thing. I teach all the time that failure is actually an option and you get to decide how to move forward from it. It's, it's all about choice. So why is it actually an option? Because it's the easiest and most readily available option there is to not do something, to not effort towards something because goals are not convenient. Just so, just so we're clear, having goals, even if you're you know, high achiever and you have growth minds, all of that, goals are not convenient because it requires effort, because it requires uh, intention, because it requires thought. Um, so they're not convenient. You have to put things in place in your life to achieve them, which might not be convenient if you, you know, just for the, your everyday, right? So that's why failure is an option because it's easy. So as a high performer though, you get to choose when it happens. I always like to, to make sure that it's an, a when, not an if, because if we're not failing, then we're not actually, we're not actually efforting. We're not actually striving. Um, towards hard things if there isn't any failure. Now, yes, how you decide to respond to it is important. To dwell in the failure and, you know, in how you feel about the failure. No, we don't want to dwell in it. I do think you should give yourself space, though, to have your feels, like, especially if it's, we're talking about a goal that really is meaningful to you. Have your feels if it didn't happen. Like you said, your example, you wanted to run 313, but you ran 3.30. So after you feel how you feel about it, then you want to evaluate and look back. Okay, well, what went well and what didn't, it, like in the process? What things weren't in place so that you understand, okay, why didn't it happen? 
especially again, if it's meaningful, then we want to understand what happened. If it didn't, and it was just, eh, oh well, <laughs> move on. Okay, well then it wasn't meaningful. There's no harm, no foul, I guess, moving on. But then why put yourself, put your body, put your mind through such a process if it didn't mean, if it's not meaningful to you? What's the point? That's another reason why I feel these things should be meaningful. Otherwise, why are we putting so forth so much effort? Um, but yeah, so evaluating, understanding what went well, what didn't, what was not in place as to why it didn't go my way. That could be, that could be many different things. It could have been a mindset thing. It could have been an actual, you did only half of the workouts you were supposed to do. It could have been a recovery thing. You didn't eat the way, you know, it could be many things, but it's important to sit down and evaluate what, and to see if you can figure out what those things were. Um, and then put those things in place to do it again. Again, if it's meaningful to you. Um, I think one of the reasons it's so difficult or is difficult the right word? Taboo maybe to say failure is because people judge themselves on it or they're putting value on themselves because of it. It's not, there's a difference between I failed at this thing versus I am a failure. That's, those are two completely different things. To say I am a failure, you're now owning an identity. That is not, <laughs> that is not. I am a high performer who fails at some things and learns from a lesson from the failure so I can move forward. That's your identity as a high performer, um, not as a failure. So I, I just really want everyone to understand that. And knowing that puts you in a more powerful place as it relates to your, to your goals and, 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 and the ownership of your self and how you show up for your goals and how you show up in your life. That's a more powerful position to be, to recognize failure, to recognize that failure is an option, first of all, but then to recognize when it happens and then to sit down and to ask yourself, why did it happen? Um, and decide to gather the lesson from it and move forward. And there's so much value in that too. The, the moving forward after, you know, after it didn't go your way. <laughs> yeah. And then I only have like one more question and then I will let you go. Cause I feel like we've already talked a bunch, but um, <laughs> so kind of along with failure and I feel like it, you kind of answered it probably in that question a little bit, but um, giving up now on a goal, you had this goal, you worked super hard for it. And I was, at, you know, I'm trying to think of examples of like, when that makes sense too. But like, there are situations where like either within your control, you decide like, I'm actually pivoting away from something I just worked three years on, or you're like, I just worked three years on this thing. And now for whatever reason, it doesn't make sense in my life. I have to change my idea. Mm. Um, kind of like, what is, what do you do with that? Is it just like, well, I guess those are probably two different mindsets too, right? Like I'm deciding to give up on this goal and I'm being forced to give up on this goal. So maybe that's mm. too long of a question to answer. <laughs> But but it's, that's a good point too. And, and before I kind of give my thoughts around it, I will say this is an area, this, uh, this is, is an area that was contributing to the rough patch that I was in the last year. Because I have had to really sit down to a lot of introspection, um, about my athletic goals and specifically when I missed uh, my Olympic um, opportunity from my injury, asking myself that question I mentioned earlier, all right, are you just being stubborn? And you're like, no, I'm going to be an Olympian if it's the last thing I do and I'm going to do it and do it, do it because whatever. Or do I truly feel like I have unfinished business and it's still meaningful to me. I'm still connected to it. And I've been in that back and forth. And it's just caused so much mm, solitude, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but just meaning withdrawing from so much um, interaction with, with people just because I've been in this introspective space. So all of that to say, 
I don't necessarily have the right answer, but I will say yet, yet for myself or, but what I'll say for your audience is there is also, is, is to not look at yourself negatively or down on yourself if you do decide that you are pivoting in a different direction. Um, I was listening to a podcast, one of my, uh, one of my favorite podcasts called The Hidden Brain. Um, it's like, and it's about psychology and, and the behavior of, of people and, and all of that. Um, and this particular episode was about goals and how we are often taught how to set them, how to work towards them, um, how to achieve them. We're not often taught how to decide to leave them alone. Uh, and I was like, oh my God, this is <laughs> so true. And there's nothing wrong with deciding to leave them alone, deciding to move into another direction. Um, I feel like as long as it is from an intentional place and that you, like you did your due diligence um, and it just, and it just is <laughs> one of, and one of the things I talked about that I wanted to highlight here is something called the law of diminishing return. It's actually a concept, I think in economics or in business, no, in economics, but it applies to everything really. Um, and essentially it's the continued effort towards something. Um, well, actually, hold on, let me make sure I get it right. It's, duh, 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 duh. yeah, the continued effort or action in a particular area increases as it increases your results or the rate of return doesn't continue to increase or may often decrease or stall out if other variables remain the same so this comes back to what i was speaking about earlier evaluating what what went wrong or what's what was in place or what wasn't in place if you did every if things didn't change like there's another saying if you want to change you have to change right? Or if you want things to change, you have to change. Like if, if other variables stayed exactly the same and you're just continuing to work hard, work hard, your effort is going, then you might have diminishing returns. You, your, your results may decrease. You have to, to evaluate one thing at a time and then make those changes one thing at a time in order to continue the results. So if you, if you are tracking along the way, no, I know we didn't get too much into tracking, but you definitely need to track your goals so that you're seeing what is working and what is not along the way. So reaching the goal or not reaching the goal is not the only thing you track. There are other things you track along the way to see the likelihood as you're getting closer toward the goal. And so in our, in our um, example, we're talking about a race. As you're getting closer to race day, you have these other milestones and these other things that you've been tracking to tell you Oh, what's been off, what's working, what's not working. And then along the way, you're making the adjustments. Um, so it re you should, really shouldn't be on race day, the time that you know something's working or not working. <laughs> um, but anyway, all of that to say, it's, it is a great, it doesn't mean you don't have a growth mindset just because you course uh, you pivot in a different direction in actuality one might argue you have even more of a growth mindset because you recognize what um what's going to be better for you in your life or what you what means something what means more to you or what like you're the 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 very idea that you are taking the time to evaluate that and intentionally think about it is a growth mindset. Um, I don't know if that answered your question, but <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Um, no, that was, I think it's also a good place to end too. Um, cause I know we also <laughs> took a lot of time and yeah, I know we didn't talk too much about tracking goals and I know it was in like my notes too, but you know, leave people wanting more in six months. I'll, I'll see when <laughs> right, you're free right. and, and we can touch back on goals. <laughs> yes. I mean, um, goals are just, I've told you before it's, I could, I just love I love talking about them, but I really, I do think they are the, mm, what's that word? It's the, not the juice, but whatever this, whatever the word is, it's what, 
sparks us. It, it's what gets us to challenging ourselves to, to do stuff, yeah. to having goals um, and learning about ourselves and then actually doing things that we didn't think possible. And that just, that's really powerful in our, in our lives when you do that. So yeah, I could talk about goals all day long. <laughs> I know. Well, that's why I needed you on this. Cause I was like me talking about goals. I'm like, I don't even know what my goals are. So <laughs> Right, um, right. This was great. And also I think it's going to help me try to, you know, as I'm still trying to evaluate what's important, um, yeah. with everything I'm doing, it's super helpful with, with yeah. all those, those thoughts on that, but now I'm going to let you go, but where can people find you? Especially if, you know, we have some of those high achievers out there trying to figure everything out. Yes. Um, where can we find you? Yes. Um, main place or I'm, I'm going to give you, have I mentioned this before? I don't remember if I created it before the last time we spoke, but definitely on Instagram. The Toledified Experience is my handle. Um, and But then also I have this, I created this um, high performance affirmations uh, essentially for, specifically for this, for this growth mindset um, that basically you receive a text, a daily text with a high performance affirmation for you for the day. Um, something that you can easily incorporate into your, if you have a meditation practice or if you just have a daily uh, mantra or affirmation practice already, something you can add into that. But they're short, like uh, one-liner affirmations um, that, yeah, if you think you want a little push in the right direction as far as your mindset is concerned, I invite you to to grab that. Uh, we can put it obviously in the show notes, but it's um, basically if you just text the word mindset to this particular number, um, and we'll include the number um, in the notes, then you will automatically be added to my uh, text tribe and receive the high performance affirmations each day. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for all of your insight, but also for always taking the time to chat with us and for coming on the podcast for a third time. So thank, thank you, you for so inviting much. me. <laughs> thank coach t so so much for coming on the podcast again um always great to catch up with her and she always has some really awesome wisdom for all of us so um always nice to bring that energy on the show like we mentioned all of her links are in the show notes so make sure you check her out and everything that she is doing um and thanks again for listening Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you rate, review, subscribe, all the things that you can do for a podcast that you enjoy listening to. Make sure you check out social media, our website, any of those things. If you have questions, comments, interview requests, feel free to email me at marikeerunclub at gmail.com.